Hi, my name is Dr. Patricia Morogami. Welcome to your next best self. I know you might be wondering, who's this Dr. Patricia Morogami? Well, I'm a leadership catalyst, a leadership coach, an educator on matters to do with life, leadership, love, and legacy. And I hope that as you start to listen in and practice some of the leadership insights we'll be sharing here, you'll begin to see your next best self. Welcome back to your next best self podcast with me, Dr. Patricia Murugami. It is such a joy to listen to all your feedback. Today, I want to honor Christine Muthui, who was telling me how she's been listening to this podcast as she's walking, as she actually dedicates time specifically to listen to the podcast and to glean the lessons of all the leaders who we have been having really riveting conversations around breaking through the crisis. I also want to really honor my mom, Mrs. Karethi, who's been listening to the podcasts every week, listening to them, sharing them with her friends, the women groups, and many of them have come back to us to tell us how encouraged they are with these stories of breaking through the crisis, stories of recovery, stories of resilience, and more importantly, stories that will uplift the human spirit. So today, it's my great joy. And I really want to thank many of you who have subscribed to SoundCloud. The numbers are growing, the feedback you're giving us, and subscribing on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud have been the main places where many of you access your podcast. And many of you even say that this is their weekly leadership fix. This is the thing they need to listen to. And so I am immensely encouraged by the feedback from all of you. And today I want to honor and introduce Gladys Njiro, another woman in business who's working in a space that will intrigue you. Gladys Njiro is the CEO and founder of Datasec Limited. Datasec is a management systems training and consultancy firm. And in this current age of technology, loss of data, data privacy, security threats are a real concern for a lot of organizations all over the world. And so what she does with her team at Datasec Limited is to ensure your data is secure, hence the name. And her focus is on clients' goals and business objectives, and that they actually manage to meet those goals of security of data in an effective and efficient way. Over the last six years, she has steered Datasec Limited to greater heights, serving multiple banks across the country and across the region. And her greatest desire is to see organizations secure their most valuable assets, data. The feedback and recommendations that they keep getting from their clients is what encourages them to keep growing from strength to strength. And at this point in time, Datasec is the preferred management systems consultancy brand in the region, in the area of information and cybersecurity, ISO implementation and certification, business continuity and disaster recovery, risk management, amongst many others. When I looked at the Datasec profile, I was impressed to see how they have grown over the years and how they have continued to live their core values of being reliable, loyal, dependable, consistent, efficient, and innovative. And when I look at Gladys Njiro, who's at the helm, having founded this, I can actually see those values of Datasec embodied in her own spirit and in the way she does things. She 
together with her team, have a wide range of trusted clients, especially in the finance and telecommunications sector, where data is everything. In fact, we have heard the phrase, your data is your gold. What do you do to ensure you protect it? So today, I want to welcome Gladys Njiro. Gladys Njiro is not only a CEO and founder, she wears many other hats in the society, uplifting people, uplifting people's spirit. She's married, she's a mother. In addition to that, she's a mentor to many. Gladys Njiro, CEO of DataSec Limited, welcome to your Next Best Self podcast. Thank you so much, Dr. Patricia. What a honor to be here. I really appreciate this opportunity. You're most welcome. And I know I have introduced you with a glowing profile, but who is Gladys in her own words? Well, uh, Dr. Patricia, Gladys is that happy and optimistic woman. That is a summary of who I am. Although, as you said, I wear so many hats. I am the CEO and founder of DataSec Limited. So ideally, I'm an entrepreneur, but by profession, I'm actually a teacher, a trainer. And I have grown into the area of business because business is what I like, is what is in my heart. Fascinating. We have that in common, wanting to train and develop people. But I especially appreciate the fact that you have seen your niche in the data security space. So Gladys, moving from teacher, trainer to cybersecurity and founding DataSec, what motivated you to start your business? Well, the story is long, Patricia, but I'll try and make sure that you can get it in a few words. As, as a trainer, the first thing that was in my mind was actually to do a school business. I did not know that uh, eventually I'll, do a, I'll, have, I'll set up an IT company. But remember that in, uh, in my career, I, I was specializing in IT and English. So IT was one of the, the, the minor skills that I had. So when I came back, I was, when I was teaching in, uh, when I was a teacher, I taught in very, in Kenya and in Southern Africa, and I happened to teach in Mozambique. And you know that in Mozambique, we speak, they speak Portuguese language. And uh, during that time, I learned Portuguese. And when time came for me to come back to Kenya, and I came back in my plan to set up a school business, things did not work out. And I realized that Portuguese was actually the skill that was more marketable than any other skill that I had acquired from Southern Africa. And that is how I landed myself a job in a British company, in a cybersecurity company that was actually specializing in the area of cybersecurity and disaster recovery as a salesperson. And the reason for this was so that I could sell their services in Southern Africa, particularly Portuguese-speaking countries of Angola and Mozambique. So while I was there is when I realized that there was uh, an opportunity in Africa because most of the companies that were offering services then were all foreign companies. And I realized that as an African, I, we, we know our problems more than any other person. And I had this desire to just have set up a company, a cybersecurity company that was local and try and see if we could have our own company here and probably grow the local talent. And that is really what pushed me to set up, to set up DataSec Limited. That's fascinating. Just looking at the market, seeing the needs, 
and actually meeting those needs by launching this business. So 2020 begins and COVID-19 comes our way, globally affects business, globally affects how we work. What has this crisis meant to you and your business, personally and professionally? 2020, we were very optimistic. We We had plans, great plans. We wanted to grow. We wanted to set up, you know, ourselves in new markets. And then Corona came. And one thing that I learned as a person is that actually the world can stop. Very possible. And at that time, I remember when the first case was announced in, uh, in Kenya, we were doing some work in Tanzania. And we had these great plans that we were going to expand it to other East African countries and training being one of our main service then that meant that we were literally stopped. And so uh, when we were so advised to work from home, for us, of course, we took the advice, but the question was, work from home doing what? Because we had no work. But along the way, we have learned to adjust. As a company that provides business continuity services to clients, we had to walk the talk. We prepared for everything. We prepared for data loss. We prepared for reputation loss but we never imagined a crisis like Corona. And therefore we needed to adjust quickly and see what we could do with ourselves at that time. And so we learned that, I mean, there is always a way out. And right now we were able to quickly see what we can do. And we have come and invented ourselves. We are now providing online training and we are moving on very well. So what are the key lessons you've learned from you know, changing course and this whole year? I think I have learned that it's important to be able to adjust, be able to live the way things come and always remain focused. For us, we, as I said, we, we, we were anticipating growth. And one of the things that we needed to do is to ensure that we are able to live with the situation as it is. And we have, as a team, we had to agree that uh, how do we now then continue from there? And so there's so many things that we have learned, but one of the lessons that we have learned is to be resilient. We have to be there. There is no way we are going to close shop. That means that we have to move with the trends as they come. And how about personally, in your own leadership um, journey, what have you learned? I have learned to, as a person to, to, to stay focused, to keep the dream and communicate it to the team, let them always know that we are very much unstoppable and we have learned that uh, in anything in life, as long as you keep focused. For me, this thing I've always told my team that let us remain focused no matter the, the interferences that come. For me, it was tested and it was at the right time that actually when you focus on what you want to achieve, it is achievable. So as a person, I can actually say that even learning to adjust is just because I have seen the goal. So the moment you see the goal at the beginning, then you're able to adjust just to remain focused on the goal that you have set for yourself. That's very insightful. This idea of focus is is a critical one, especially in a world which is so heavily distracted, uh, you know, by multiple facets, whether it's the digital and social media and the life's changes and the dynamism of a year such as this. And so imagine, Gladys, that you are about to celebrate your 70th birthday. And imagine that you need to now give 
your older next best self some piece of advice what advice would you give her i think at that point 70 years or even 60 i would always tell myself that there is always a way out and it's good that take life as it comes take life as it comes because time a life comes with all manner of good things sometimes it comes with challenges and when you take it as it comes you deal with it as it is and there is always a way out as long as you don't compromise on your values keep your mind again focused and always take life as it comes that is what i would tell myself even when i'm old and i'm still telling myself even now you know that that's not very easy isn't it <laughs> especially when there's so much that's pulling for your attention it's not it's not so when you think about a year like 2020 what what was your one word for this year when the year started i had one word actually there were two but the word was take the risks so i would say again one word is risk and a synonym of risk is dare so sometimes it's always not easy to take a risk but i always say that the worst or rather the biggest risk is actually not taking the risk so how would i put this is to say that there is nothing you're going to gain if you don't try take the risk as a person and always ensure that you always bring something new that's so profound this idea of if you don't take a risk that in itself is a big risk in a year such as this you are spot on because the whole idea of navigating turbulence and building resilience is very much about trying to do things that may not have worked in the past and may you may not have tried them before and then you choose to do so gladys this is a very male dominated space that you're operating as a female leader what is what has been your experience and what has been something that you would give advice to someone who's also getting into the cybersecurity space yes true uh, dr patricia this is a field that is very actually wholly male dominated space and uh, it is not once or twice that i have found myself as the only female in the boardrooms sometimes it can be very intimidating however i have never allowed that to get into my head and the reason for this is because i have never felt any lesser because i believe in the products that we we, we offer and the way we position ourselves is what determine how you're going to to reap because in the end of the day i tell myself that i am competing what is competing for us here is the kind of services that we provide it has nothing to do with our gender and so the challenges that come with gender sometimes of course you find people who who want to ask who wants this company but in the end of the day what speaks for us is the kind of services that we lend to our clients and at the end of the day it has never even come out that this is a woman owned company if anything if a woman owned company is what dasastek is all about then i think the woman owned companies are doing great they're doing very well glad is that such good advice and i think that if we face the world without thinking about um gender and the minority spaces we come through and instead focus as you've said on our professionalism and on how to deliver a good job then the the space of bias actually diminishes so thank you for sharing that so candidly gladys what has been the toughest thing you've had to do as you lead datasec i think 
the toughest thing that has really affected us when we started, when I started data sec even as I continue now, I forgot to tell you, Patricia, that and I want to encourage any woman out there or any man that is listening to us that actually we started this company without capital. Wow. It's amazing that actually when I began DataSec, I did not have a single coin. And I always tell people it is doable. Your capital is actually your goal. And the moment you've put your mind to achieve something, money should never be a distraction. So for us, I think starting a company without capital was one of the hardest things that we we faced. But eventually we sailed through. Today I look back and ask myself, was this the company that started with nothing on a dream? And today we have actually actualized our dream. So capital money issues have been one of the most difficult things that we have faced. But along the way, we always kept focusing on our professionalism. We kept focusing on the end game. And at the end of it, now we can say that we have finally stabilized. That is so encouraging because a lot of people struggle with starting businesses because they feel that financing, funding is not existent or is insufficient. I am so encouraged by what you said, that your goal is actually your capital. And a lot of that goal is internal in us. And so thank you so much for sharing that because that will encourage a lot of people to make sure that those ideas they have come to fruition and see the light of day. And so we're getting to the tail end of our conversation together. And I want to ask you, based on the book Originals, how do you keep your authentic originality? This is a revolving space. I know this year there's been a lot of progress in the cybersecurity arena. How do you keep your creativity to think about new solutions based on the new emerging problems that have come through in a year such as this? Uh, One of the things that uh, I do as a person is I always want to have my services given with a personal touch. And a lot of my clients will attest that that before even they buy us, before they buy our products, they buy us. And I always tell my team that let our clients feel comfortable to work with us. And what we have done is to ensure that the services that we offer are very, very much personalized. We want to work with our clients and give them a service that actually speaks to them. And I think that is one of the things that have really helped us because we we always look for a way that you can meet our clients' needs at a personal level. The other thing as me as a person, I think I just like maintaining my smile. This is one of the the things that never fade away. And I have found that this is one of the things that has helped me to connect with my clients and to connect even with my team. And this really sets us apart. Sometimes it's not always easy to keep the smile, but once we we are able to look at things in a positive way, we are always able to deliver according to the way we have promised. But in summary, I can say that we are always trying to meet the client's needs at a personal level. You know, I really like the fact that you brought, you know, your whole self to that particular space and the whole idea that people do business with people they trust. 
people they can connect with, even before they see the brand behind you. And, you know, when I think about um, the kind of work that you've done and the fact that you started DataSec with a lot of competition from foreign brands, but now you're trusted by a lot of major brands such as Equity Bank, Cooperative Bank, IM, Gulf African Bank, NCB, amongst many others, including our very own Fireside Group, because I say our very own because Rebecca has been our mentor of mentors, you know, and Kenex in the private sector. I mean, amongst so many others across even the borders of Kenya, Uganda, and Tanzania, it shows you that by being so consistent and bringing the human face, you actually can deliver a lot of value and that we should never feel that we are not able to do things. And so Gladys, you do many things. I know that you have many critical roles also in the society and um, in the family space, in addition to being the chief executive at DataSec. What is your morning routine based on this 5 a.m. Uh, book? The 5 a.m. Club was written by Robin Sharma and he talks about the fact that wake up early and make the best use of the first hours of the day. But I'm not sure what time you wake up, but what I'd like to know is what is your regular, consistent daily morning routine that helps you become your next best self and serve all these various aspects of your life um, in an integrated way? My morning routine is, is very, is actually a daily routine. I wake up at 3 a.m. At 3 a.m. is a time that I call it my time to command the day. So I begin, of course, with a devotion and try to set my mind for the day. This is a time I read. This is a time I, I pray. And this is a time I plan. And then, believe you me, I go back to sleep at four. And I am not an early riser, as in even when I wake up early, I don't leave the house early because of trying to balance, of course, work and life at the same time. So I prefer to spend the morning with my children because they go to school. And because during the day, you find that I have so much doing and I come home late. So the only time I have with my kids is actually in the morning. So when they wake up and they're going to school, that's the only time I have with them. And so I ensure that I drop them to school myself. And this is the time that we talk and try and catch up. So basically, this is what happens. I just wake up, do my prayer, and spend a lot of time. Actually, you believe it or not, I leave my house at eight to go to work or even nine sometimes. But it's just to try and balance so that I'm not just a workaholic and forget other things that I have to meet in life. That's incredible. Command your morning. Command your morning. And when you command your morning, then the rest of the day ties up. 3 a.m., you should have seen me just thinking 3 a.m. That requires a lot of discipline. And so, Gladys, thank you so much for sharing that perspective of commanding your morning and ensuring that you don't drop the ball on other things and other roles that are so fundamental in the family space and in other spaces that are critical to you. Gladys, as we come to the tail end of this conversation, what is one thing that you would like to be remembered for when all is said and done? Well, I would like to be remembered for being a mentor to many. You just mentioned uh, Rebecca, our own very Rebecca, and I can tell you, Patricia, if you allow me, I am indebted to Rebecca. She mentored me and I feel that I need to give it back. I want to be remembered as a woman that was 
holding hands of many women. Currently, I'm mentoring another woman who wants to start a cybersecurity company and I want to give it my all. I want someone just to say that she held my hand and helped me to reach to her level or even better than my level. So basically, let me be remembered as a person who gave myself selflessly just to elevate another woman or a young man or a young woman. So my ministry is simply helping the youth and the women to grow. That's incredible. And it's so true. We owe a lot to Rebecca Wanjiko, CEO of Fireside Group, who continues to lift us up, did so in the beginning and has, and actually is the reason how uh, that we are together really in terms of growing as women in business with you and many others. So Gladys, that's an incredible way to want to be remembered. And as we come to the tail end of our conversation today, I want to wish you the very best. Cybersecurity is going to continue to become one of the most critical agendas at board level and leadership spaces because data is gold. And the unfortunate piece is that people are not very alert to how to manage their data. Yes, we have many laws. We also have a lot of people who are sitting somewhere figuring out how to steal data. So your services are going to be required now and even more importantly in the immediate future and in the far future. So I wish you the very, very best. And I hope that this conversation, even when you listen to yourself on this podcast, you will feel encouraged with the stories that you've shared with us and your experiences, and that what you've shared with us will continue to help many people become their next best selves. Thank you, Patricia. I really want to appreciate you also for giving me this opportunity to share my story. It's a great honor. And I also wish you the best in your work. You have given yourself also selflessly to me before. Remember, you mentored me before, and I am always pleased when I see the work that you're doing for many women and men and young people out there. May God bless you. Oh, you're so welcome, Gladys. When I remember our coaching sessions and how you have continued to grow from strength to strength, I am delighted and it is very meaningful to then having this conversation and seeing how much farther you have gone and how much farther you're still going to go. I wish you the very best. May you become your next best self now and in the future. 